Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two ministers of God's economy who served together in China for nearly 20 years. Watchman Nee was imprisoned by the Chinese government in 1952 and remained there until his death in 1972. Following his imprisonment, Witness Lee carried on this ministry in Taiwan and eventually in America and ultimately around the world. He served the Lord for more than 70 years before going to be with him in 1997. His major contribution was through a 21-year labor he called Life Study, an exhaustive commentary on the entire Bible. This program is based on those messages. Before we join today's show, we'd like to give you our website where you can find more programs just like this one. It's lsmradio.org. Again, lsmradio.org radio.org. Now, here's our show today. What causes division among Christians today? Virtually every division in the body of Christ comes from Christians who truly love the Lord and desire to do something for him. In this Life Study of Philippians program today, we want to examine the source of division. Bob Danker has joined us again. Bob, thanks for coming back. A fascinating life study from this second half of Philippians chapter 2, I think, before us today. It's good to be with you again, Chris. Yes, this is a fascinating life study and very much related to the experience of Christ. We touched a much burden in our brother as he got to this portion of Philippians. I think he was uh, deeply exercised before the Lord to bring this matter to us, and we're trying faithfully to bring it to our listeners because our experience of Christ is affected by the matter of division, isn't it, Bob? Absolutely. Well, the basis for the fellowship is the Apostle Paul's comment in Philippians chapter 2, verse 20, about Timothy being like-souled with him. Paul says, I have no one like-souled who will genuinely care for what concerns you. Let's join Witness Lee, Bob, and then you and I will have an opportunity to fellowship. Among the Christians, a lot of divisions. We know this. Thousands, thousands of divisions. And the divisions, not one comes from a Christian that has no heart for the Lord. All the divisions come from the Christians who love the Lord. But the more they love the Lord, the more divisions will be there. Because once they love the Lord, they would go on to do something for the Lord, and this concerns their soul so much. You may fellowship with the Lord in the Spirit, but when you are going to do something for the Lord, you have to be <laughs> using your soul. And this is why God created the soul with the functions of the emotion, of the mind, and of the will. If we don't use our functions in the soul, we can do nothing. But when we Christians who love the Lord would do something for the Lord, getting in the soul, uh different souls are there. So all the different souls are the sources of 
the divisions. Whenever we want to carry out something according to the fellowship with the Lord in our spirit, we would carry out something. The problem is there. Why? Because you have a, a different kind of a opinion in your soul, either due to your emotion or due to your understanding in the mind or due to your sudden decision. This is all in the soul. This eventually holds you back to experience Christ to the uttermost. Not only to experience Christ with Christ, but also to experience Christ in the body. We cannot experience Christ to the uttermost if we don't experience him in the body. To experience in the body, your experience should be corporate. And to have a corporate experience of Christ, sure you need to be like sold. Due to not being like sold, many are just held back. Whosoever still holds a kind of different soul, this dear one cannot experience Christ so high because his or her experience of Christ is held back by his different soul. Bob, let's talk about this. This matter of being different-souled or not like-souled, actually, as it speaks in the text here, it's a big thing. And I think any lover of Christ can relate to this. Once you've gone on to try to do something for the Lord, to carry out some burden, inevitably you run into a problem coordinating or working together with others who even have the same goal or task. Bob, historically, the result of this has been division upon division upon division in the body of Christ. Talk about this a little bit before we go back. Well, Chris, Witness Lee's word here is full of insight, actually. He attributes the many divisions in Christianity today to the fact that the believers who are trying to work together to do something for the Lord, eventually they run into problems because they are not the same in their soul. That means they have different ways of thinking. They have different desires Mm -hmm. in their emotions. Mm -hmm. And maybe they have a little bit different intention in their will. So because of the lack of being the same in their soul, then eventually they reach an impasse or a point that they just cannot go on together. So they make a decision that they will part ways and take their own ways, and those who agree with them, they follow them and so forth. And here we have a division created, not because people don't love the Lord, but because they do love the Lord, yet they are not the same in their soul. Witness Lee did say here in this segment that the highest and richest experience of Christ that we can have depends upon whether we live in the body of Christ or not. And actually, living in the body of Christ has much to do with oneness, with being one, with being the same. Because in the body of Christ, Chris, there should be really only one person. That means Christ should be the only person in the body. We all should have Christ as our unique person. And there should be only one way of thinking, there should be only one way of feeling, and there should be only one will or intention. And that all of this is related to Christ, having Christ as our life and as our person. So in order for us to be the same in our soul, in our mind, emotion, and will, then somehow this Christ who dwells in us 
must make his home in our mind, emotion, and will to make our mind the mind of Christ, to make our desires the desires of Christ, to make our will the same as the will of Christ. If we are one with Christ in our soul, if we have Christ occupying our soul, if we have Christ filling our soul and making us one with him in our soul, then we surely will be one with each other, not only in our spirit, but also in our entire soul. This will enable us to experience the reality of the body of Christ. We will actually be able to live in the body of Christ by being like-souled. And this will enable us further to have the highest, the richest, and the best experiences of Christ. But because of the differences in soul among believers and the divisions among them that are produced or created because of these differences, then most believers today, their experience of Christ is very limited because they don't have the corporate aspect of the body life, Mm -hmm. which is needed for us to have the highest and richest experiences of Christ. Bob, this is a crucial point, and I think it's interesting. As believers, most often our conscience might be sensitive to so many things, failures, sins, temptations that we succumb to. But this one, I wonder how sensitive is our conscience, yet how critical it is, not just to ourselves, as you've just identified, our own experience of Christ is limited, but the divisions frustrate God in his move in his one body on the earth, don't they? The the ramifications are way beyond, I think, uh, the level of import we ascribe to this problem. That's really true, Chris. God's goal actually is to produce a body to express his son. And he wants us to be a part of this body in reality, not just in name, but in reality, in our daily living. He wants us to experience this reality. But this requires us not only to be regenerated in our spirit, but also to be transformed in our soul by Christ growing in us and spreading into our mind, emotion, and will so that we can be like-souled. We're going to get an illustration of this. Witness Lee gives us a testimony in this coming section, Bob, of his own experience when he was with Watchmany and several other Christian co-workers in mainland China in the days before the communists had taken over when they were working shoulder-to-shoulder, spreading the gospel, establishing churches. This is a marvelous picture and insight. Let's join him. This is my testimony. I was there on mainland China among the co-workers for 18 years, since 1932 to 1950. 18 years I was there. During the years when we were there, Brother Ni was taking the lead. A number of sisters were co-workers, and a number of brothers were also co-workers. Gradually, I began to realize for Brother Ni was not so easy to carry out what he saw in his fellowship with the Lord concerning the Lord's move on this earth for his body. Because most of the co-workers, the Lord gives me the permission to say this, were not like sold. Let me illustrate to you. You couldn't believe this was a real case. And I was under there. I didn't see this, but after it happened, I went to Shanghai. One day, Brother Ni referred to me this case. One day, a very brilliant young man who was a student coming to the SA to study. 
he was just saved in those few days among the church there in Shanghai. And he wanted to be baptized. And Brother Ni was so clear it is altogether needed to baptize this young man because he was going to leave mainland China to come to the SA. Brother Ni, of course, he would not do it just by himself. So he talked to this brother said, this young man just heard the gospel a few days ago. He just believed. We haven't had a time to uh, prove. So it uh, would not be so safe to baptize him. Then Brother Lee said, Brother, you see, he's going to leave us. And he's going to America to study. You see, if we miss this time to baptize him, he may slip away. To make the story short, Brother Nee tried the best from this angle, from that angle, to uh, uh, make this brother agree with him. He said, no. He just no. He said, no. Then it forced Brother Nee to say, Brother, if we baptize him, and this is wrong. I bear the full responsibility before the Lord. How about it? You don't need to bear any responsibility. He said, Brother Ni, anyhow, I would not agree. So Brother Ni couldn't do anything. This is just a practical case to illustrate different opinion. Actually, according to Paul's words, he was just not like soul. Well, Bob, this case, I think, very appropriately illustrates the difference in soul that existed between some of the co-workers and Brother Ni nee in China. What about Watchman Ni nee and Witness Lee, these two who worked together in China during parts of three decades, as he pointed out? From what you knew personally, Bob, were they like souls? Maybe you could add something from your own perspective. Yes, Chris. Uh, as you've said, Watchman Nee and Witness Lee worked together in mainland China during parts of three decades, so it was not a short time that they were together. And uh, from what I know about the situation between these two co-working brothers, they were absolutely like sold. In 1932, Brother Witness Lee joined Brother Watchman Nee in the work in mainland China, and uh, he went to Shanghai to be with Brother Watchman Nee. And during the time that they worked together, Brother Witness Lee realized that the Lord had raised up Brother Watchman Nee and had given him the vision from the Word of God concerning the way to build up the body of Christ. And so Witness realized that Brother Nee had been given a special commission by the Lord. So he went to Shanghai and joined himself to Brother Nee's work. To do this, Brother Witness Lee actually gave up his own work in North China at that time. But he realized the Lord was using Watchman Nee to carry out his move on this earth. So he went to Shanghai, working together there with Watchman Nee in the same mind, in the same will, in the same feeling, the same in every way. It seems like in their work, Brother Lee, Witness Lee, gave up his own work, his own way of thinking, and so forth, because he realized that the Lord had given Watchman Nee something 
that was absolutely of God. So he followed Brother Watchman Nee very closely. Uh, He told us in uh, some of the messages that he gave that in his ministry, Witness Lee, whenever he spoke, he didn't speak anything different from what Watchman Nee spoke. He spoke the same thing as Watchman Nee spoke. And by the way, we're trying to do that right here on these broadcasts. <laughs> we're trying to speak the same thing that uh, Brother Witness Lee spoke, not because we're following Witness Lee in an outward way, but because we feel that the Lord has given Brother Witness Lee something from God that we would like to pass on to all our listeners. Well, it was the same with Witness Lee. He didn't follow Watchman Nee in a blind way, as if he were following a man just a person, but he followed Watchman Nee in the spirit and in the way of life because he realized that what Watchman Nee received from the Lord was crucial. And I remember one time, Chris, this is very interesting. Brother Witness Lee told Brother Watchman Nee, he said, Watchman, I follow you not because of your person, but because of the vision that you have seen. Even if you would take another way, to depart from this vision that you have seen and have communicated to us, I will not follow you. I will follow the vision. This is the way that we should follow others. We should follow them according to the heavenly vision from the Word of God. If we take this vision that these brothers have released to us, then we too will be like sold with them, just as Timothy was with Paul. Timothy was one with Paul, not only in the spirit, but also in the mind, emotion, and will. And actually, both of them were one with Christ. This is a tremendously important point, Bob. Uh, Many people, I think, are not that clear about following a person versus following the vision that God has invested in a certain vessel. And that's really what the following is all about. You mentioned Timothy. We're going to see an example in this final section today of another brother named Epaphroditus that was following Paul and considering his service to Paul really as service to Christ. Another tremendous example we're going to see from Philippians chapter 2, verse 30. Because for the work of Christ he drew near unto death, risking his life that he might fill up your lack of service toward me. Let's go back to Witness Lee. We come to the matter of risking of our soul life. Many years ago, I read an article that says if you don't have a uh, martyrdom attitude, when martyrdom comes, you could never be martyred. And that article says every martyr had always an attitude of martyrdom. What do I mean by saying this? Dear saints, if you do mean business with the Lord, You have to sacrifice your will. You have to sacrifice your intention. You have to sacrifice your desire. You have to sacrifice your concept. What is this? This is to risk your soul. Day by day. For us to uh, experience Christ to the uttermost, we need to what? To risk our soul life. To risk our will, emotion, and mind. What does this mean? You read Paul's words. Paul says, Epaphroditus, he was sent by you. He risked his life to fill up what's lacking on your part toward me. 
And this indicates if we don't reach our soul, we can never fill up what is lacking in the body of Christ. To fill up what is lacking in the body of Christ, this affords you the top opportunity for you to experience Christ. We must experience Christ to such a high degree, such an extent that we can fill up what is lacking in the body of Christ. No other way for us to fill up this lacking but by risking our soul life, by sacrificing our desire in our emotion, our intention in our will, our concept in our mind. I just sacrifice all these for the body's sake. When I will do this, this gives me the opportunity to experience Christ to the uttermost. I now experience Christ in his body. Day by day, we have to risk our soul. If we do have this kind of experiences, risking our soul, I tell you, when the martyrdom time comes, you and I would be so ready to be martyred because we used to risk our soul. We used to risk, to sacrifice what we think what we desire, this is to raise the soul. When we would raise our soul, surely it'd be easy for us to be like soul with others. I like his word here, Bob. When we would risk our soul, surely it would be easy for us to be like soul with others. What is this experience of risking our soul, and how does it make it easier to be like soul with others? Well, Witness Lee said in this segment, Chris, that to risk our soul is actually to sacrifice our own concept and our own way of thinking, our own desires and our own intentions and purposes. This is to give up our soul life, to give up our self. You know, the greatest hindrance to the body of Christ is not sin. It's just the self of all the believers, just the fact that I like to have my own way of thinking. You know, I have my own intentions and goals. I like to keep them. Right. But here... Paul said that we need to risk our soul. That means we need to sacrifice all these things so that we can be like-souled. And as a result of being like-souled, we can have the body life, the reality of the life of the body of Christ. And it's in this kind of life that we experience Christ to the highest degree. I was reminded of the Lord's word in Matthew to Peter. In Matthew 16, he said, Whoever would save his soul life will lose it. But whoever loses his soul life for my sake will find it. So what is the way for us Christians always to risk our soul, to sacrifice our own way of thinking, our own desires, our own purposes and intentions, so that Christ can live in us and be our life so that we can experience the body of Christ. And it's in this kind of context that we can enjoy Christ and experience him to the highest degree. Bob, I uh, enjoyed our time together very much today. And I enjoyed it very much too, Chris. 
We have the Life Study Printed Messages. We have several books uh, that touch so many of these topics. We're really at the, I would say, the heart, the core of this ministry in its essence. And uh, many of the hundreds of titles available through Living Stream Ministry touch these matters. So please contact us. We'd love to pass along uh, all of those titles and kind of help you pick and choose what would maybe be helpful where you're at in your experience of Christ. Before we go, I'll give you our toll-free number. It's one 888 Life Study. That's 888-543-3788. You can write to us, Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814, or send email to radio at lsm.org. For Bob Danker, I'm Chris Wild. Thank you very much for listening today. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. The focus of Living Stream is the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two co-laborers with the Lord in China in the first half of the 20th century. After World War II, Witness Lee brought this ministry first to Taiwan, then later to North America and eventually to the entire world. For more than 20 years, he spoke these life study messages, unveiling how each book of the Bible shows God's eternal plan. God, through Christ, wants to dispense his life and nature into redeemed man so that man would become God's expression, enlargement, counterpart, and habitation. These studies go far beyond mere doctrine and unveil a personal, practical, and experiential Christ. In these short 26-minute programs, we summarize and condense Witness Lee's rich speaking. But to enjoy all the riches in these messages, we hope you'll visit our website at lifestudy.com. There, you can read all of the Life Study messages absolutely free of charge. You can even create your own Life Study reading schedule or download more Life Study audio programs just like this one, and all at no cost. Again, the website, lifestudy.com. Thanks for listening.